0: Welcome to Constructed Futures. I'm Hugh Seaton. Today I'm here with Matteo Zimmerman, investment manager at Semex Ventures. Matteo, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi Hugh. Thank you very much for, for the invitation and for having me here.
0: I've had the pleasure of having Semex on once or twice, but let's let's assume that listeners did not catch all that and start with what does Semex do, and then what do you do at Semex?
1: Great, yeah, I'll start with a little bit of CEMEX as, uh, our, uh, as a corporate and how that has turned into innovation and open innovation, that's what we do at CEMEX Ventures, but CEMEX is very known. It's one of the leading global building material companies with a very long history. It's very known for, obviously, it's, its core products, its cement, red mix, concrete, aggregates, and urbanization solutions. It's a, it's a global company, which I always highlight because it's key also for our stakeholders and our partners. It's more than 45,000 people worldwide, and presence in over 50 countries. So, so that is also very helpful for understanding what is happening in, in the construction industry worldwide, seeing different trends that are happening. Right, And that's the key. And and about five years ago, we decided to launch Semex Ventures which is basically the open and collaborative platform to help lead the evolution of the construction industry. And that's by engaging with startups, entrepreneurs, universities, and other stakeholders to tackle the, the construction world's toughest challenges and, and try to change, shape the tomorrow's value ecosystem. Our motto is how to build a better future together.
0: That makes sense. And as an outgrowth of Semex, the, the broader company, how do you relate to the missions of Semex? versus being a little more standalone, because it's it's a big operation. Both of them <laughs> are big operations. Yeah.
1: There's obviously different strategies to open innovation in companies. From the very beginning in CEMEX Venture, for us, it was very clear. We can't focus on just on the core of what CEMEX does, but really what the industry needs is trying to collaborate on a wider spectrum, right? In our industry, there is so much fragmentation. There's so many players involved. It's so complex that we thought, okay, we have to also look at things from the perspective or the eyes of someone else, right? To try to change things and do it collaboratively. So from the very beginning, we focused actually on on disruptive business models or innovative technologies. The way I sometimes explain it inside and outside of our company is we're looking for the technologies in 10 years. So I'm not going to... Kind of fill the gaps that the company has right now. We could do it for very specific things that are happening right now and trends we're seeing right now. But our idea is, okay, what's going to be the company in 10 years? And and we're we'll with we will be partnering with companies that won't have anything to do with with CEMEX in the future and others that will do. Right? But I mean, you'll never know, right? What this what's the direction that that CEMEX will will take? I mean, we. We know a, a little bit, but sometimes it takes take some paths that you would have never imagined. So yeah, that's the main idea. So there's things where we partner with a company and five years later, there was a collaboration with Semex. Sometimes there was already a collaboration with Semex at the point, and there's other companies where there is no collaboration with Semex, and there will never be. But I, I think as, at least from a strategic perspective, kind of solving some pain points of the industry and from a financial perspective, it makes sense to partner with those startups.
0: Yeah, I like that you pointed out a horizon that you think at. So you think at a 10-year horizon as opposed to a two-year or three-year or whatever. I think that's really exciting and it speaks to what venture capital is uniquely good at, is, is making bets that by definition have high uncertainty because they're further out. But that's what happens when there's competition and there's lots of people trying to solve problems is you can't know Too much about what's going to win and lose. So you're placing bets on the assumption that some of them will win and some of them won't. And do you find that as a venture capitalist within a larger company, that gives you the freedom to think at at longer time scales than you normally could?
1: Exactly. That's right. I mean, we're more of a patient investor because we're not just thinking about the the financial return, which is obviously one of the, the big drivers, but also strategic return. So sometimes, you can balance between, okay, a financial return and the strategic return. So we always need, there's has to be a financial return, that's for sure. And then we, we try to, okay, what's the strategic fit or the strategic balance that we bring also into that operation?
0: Yeah, it's funny. In the, in the association world, there's a saying, there's no mission without margin. So if you don't have <laughs> a functioning business, it doesn't matter how strategically valuable it is. It's going to die be, or you're going to be funding it for the rest of your life. So if you can't run a business, who cares what else to do? <laughs>
1: We say also kind of the best strategy is the one that yields high returns, right?
0: Yeah. That's right. It's a pretty good outcome. And you know, living within the world that you get to see as being part of an entity like Semex Ventures is bigger than some folks. In that you're, you're you mentioned before, you're in Semex is in, in a bunch of different com- countries. And actually, Semex Ventures is famous for some of the competitions that you do. You want to talk a little bit about your global view and and that competition I'm talking about, which I predictably am not remembering the name of. But want to talk a little bit about how you guys have a more have a nice global view you and how that helps out?
1: Sure. Maybe I I haven't properly introduced also myself, but the team that has been working and and driving SEMEX Ventures in the last year. So I've been working with SEMEX Ventures for the last five years. I come actually from, I'm an industrial engineer, so I have nothing to do with construction initially, uh, but then kind of from that industry. Uh, evolved to construction, which is uh, interesting, but I worked a few years in private equity. I worked for five years in, at Boston Consulting Group, where actually I focus on the industry practice. And on the industry practice, it actually involves construction. And when I first kind of started doing some projects in construction, I said, I mean, I don't know why this is called the industry practice or why it's within the industry practice. It has nothing to do with industrial companies, right? So, mm. And that was interesting, but for me, it was fascinating seeing how an industry and work so different to others and how other industries have evolved compared to construction. And I still think construction is the most complex industries of all. I mean, I've worked in several industries and I still think that construction is, is most challenging. And I think sometimes the engineering work kind of the prototyping, because we're still doing prototypes. It's much more complex and more difficult. And, and the work that people do is much more kind of challenging than, than any other industry, right? So, that's what I thought was fascinating. And then when I had the opportunity of saying, okay, the mission of SEMEX ventures on how we want to help change our industry. I think that for me was challenging on one side, but also fascinating, right? So I worked with also with Gonzalo Galindo, I think you, you invited him Mm -hmm. uh, a few months ago. also to speak here and just to kind of going to your question i mean in terms of the things that we do uh, for us it's really five activities or five purposes that we have right the first one is obviously very actively looking at what is happening in the market so watching new trends new technologies as any other investor but i think we have a pretty good way of doing it so we can identify the things that for us are more relevant right so also taking priorities within our industry Which is also not easy, right? Because we focus very much on topics or pain points instead of, okay, let's have a, I don't know, just a startup that is reaching out and saying, yeah, let's hear it. Right. So we're laser focused on a few things because we're doing a lot of effort there to, to understand the, the trends. Then the other activities that we have is basically, so we invest, we have a VC arm within some Ventures, we have invested in 20 companies so far and. and uh, kind of in, in early stages of seed and series A. The other is activities that we have, we also, we have some incubations. We have three projects right now that we're launching, trying to use that unfair advantage of being a very large company and present in, in a lot of countries, and obviously a very big network. The other thing that we are setting up right now is actually more formal acceleration, or let's say collaboration framework with startups to create those win-win uh, uh, situations for the startups and for STEM, how to accelerate the collaboration? Because if you don't put it like a process or a, uh, a framework, it, it will be slower. So we're trying to speed that up with an acceleration program. And the other part, which I also you referred to, is is I mean, when we we call it kind of creating an ecosystem, right? So as as I said before, it's a very fragmented industry. So what we try to do is having or provoking a lot of different conversations with other stakeholders in the industry, just to understand their perspectives. What are their pain points? What kind of are for them the the most significant trends and priorities? And we do that obviously on a very frequent basis. But we also have a few programs, like for example, as you mentioned before, the construction competition, which is the largest startup competition in the construction industry. And we do that with with some amazing partners that we've been working with some of them already for three years in a row. So that's been amazing and we have other initiatives Uh, for example we every now and then we have our top 50 so we do that every year Mm -hmm. uh, where we name some of the most significant startups so we can't invest in all of them but we're super excited about a lot of them so we try to stick to 50 which is a list that it's not just us but we we do together also with with from the discussions we're having with with other partners in the industry
0: that's great. And yeah, from a partnership standpoint, I know you guys have done a really good job of working with some folks that are downstream of you, like some of the contractors and other folks. So it's a really good representation of the industry as opposed to being from one or two viewpoints, which I, I've always thought was really great.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the startup competition, for example, it's, it's we have big, big names in the industry. So everyone will know, uh, for example, Black & Beach. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Ferrovial. We have Healthy. Uh, Leonard, which is the, the innovation program from Vinci Nova by Sangoben, GS Procore, Disruptech from Haskell, and Saco Ventures. So I mean, it's great because everyone adds different perspectives to the same solution. So everyone has seen the different solutions in the market, but just being on the same table and discussing. All that, just kind of the questions that you ask to the startups, the collaboration that come from there, and just sharing insights after discussing with the startups and their ideas. It's just very, very interesting also. And and having that insight also helps us a lot on, okay, what are really our focus areas for us?
0: Well, that's a great segue to talk a little bit about some of the focus areas for you. And one of the things that we've talked about, even in the run-up to this, is the whole movement towards green building. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you look at that? We can get into kind of what you're doing about it.
1: Yeah, sure. Happy to. So uh, obviously you, it's very broad, the kind of the solutions and there's a lot of it. There's a blue ocean in construction to improve or, or do better. So, But when we nailed it really to four target, target areas. And the first one is green construction, as I said, and that's becoming more and more important. And when I say green construction, it's really also including technologies regarding cleantech. Cleantech focused on buildings, obviously, or construction in general, but we're focusing on technologies like decarbonization, so CCUS or carbon capture utilization and storage. We're talking about sustainable materials, circular economy, waste management and recycling, which is also a, a very, very important topic, and also new energy sources and solutions. That's the first one. The second one, which has been always very close to our heart in terms of because we know it's a big pain point, and also because Semex suffers it, right? So from the very beginning, all the kind of whenever we talk to Semex, they say, you have to focus on supply chain. That's where the problems are. but it, not just obviously from a, from a building material company, but also constructions, uh, su- su- suppliers, builders, drivers, everyone involved. So there we focus on solutions around procure materials and resources, marketplaces, logistics tools, fleet management and dispatching from the side of a supplier, but also delivery marketplaces and last mile delivery solutions, but also kind of more on-site like inventory management and on-site handling. The third topic is, as we know, kind of regarding the productivity gap, we call it enhanced productivity. Uh, So everything that especially in the design and execution phase, which are the phases that are where there's more friction, let's say, and more misalignments of the purpose or one that needs to happen before I do what I need to do. So that's really in design and execution. So there we focus on all the, all the different phases there so from, from the design really, on then the handover to construction, to also planning and scheduling, everything around project monitoring and control. Also document management, so how to capture kind of all the data that is happening on site kind of more efficiently, but also very important things like health and safety, but also assessing quality and everything also around asset management and maintenance. And the last topic is kind of more, we said it's more kind of future based, but we said, but it's not really the future, right? So we called it construction's future is now. So Mm -hmm. there we include all around advanced building materials, 3D printing, industrialized construction robotics and smart cities and buildings and we said this is not the future because it's happening now right but it's really what we want to say it's okay this is really new methodologies or new processes of construction which will take time so it's a different kind of animal but it can solve a lot of the pain points that we see in the industry with the kind of high fragmentation and even that, that we still build prototypes right if If we try to go more into standardization or or new ways of doing things uh, where everyone is comfortable and and kind of doesn't change completely the risk profile or kind of the legal complexities or even the financing uh challenges that's that's very interesting right and uh, yeah and just going back to maybe green construction is is where we have focused a lot lately just because 40% of the greenhouse gas emissions come from construction and building operations. So it's a very clear need and we have to do something about it, right? So we're very committed to, to trying to help out there.
0: And how do you help? So when you think about what you're in a position to do to push that forward, one of them obviously is investment, but you've, you know, as you've said, you can't invest in everything you like. You, you've assembled a broad array of tools to help. So when you think about um green building and your push to make that come about more quickly what sorts of things do you do
1: so them is investing and mm-hmm. we are we're very proud to support the the 20 companies in our portfolio so that that's one but obviously what we see is in, in especially in green construction we're seeing that there is a lot of value also in trying to help in using and piloting and testing and and doing commercial relationships with startups in in some of the fields right and and obviously I, I said before we 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 don't focus on the core but there is that very important need obviously for example to decarbonize the cement industry mm-hmm. but most of the technologies even it's it's not just about the cement industry where or, where we're we investing i mean carbon capture utilization and storage is just not exclusive to the cement industry it can be applied to other industries But obviously cement, steel is very particular to construction. So, so we're trying to do there and and also co-investing with, with other people from other industries, like the automotive industry, oil and gas, which I think is, is very interesting, right? And we're very, very happy and very kind of looking forward to do actually more in, in decarbonization because Also from the trend that we're seeing and the necessity for for these kind of solutions, I think kind of not just the regulation, but but also the funds that are flowing to this kind of from the private and public funds, large companies. I think it's really kind of thriving. So, So we're very excited to be part of that.
0: So are you hearing that actually owners and real estate companies are more and more looking at this? Right, so you talk about incentives that drive it. The government is an obvious one, especially in, in parts of Europe. But it's certainly in the US, you're seeing actually companies that are saying we're gonna invest in you know, a building that we're gonna own for 40 years. From a risk standpoint, we need to be on a, on a solid environmental footing now because we know we're gonna pay for it in five years or maybe it's 10, but at some point, this is gonna be a risk for us. So let's get into it now. Are you hearing that a lot?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's it's the really good companies. They understand this is not just hedging in terms of regulation. I think it's it, it can become actually differentiator and differentiation not just in terms of brand but also in terms of operation. So, I mean, we're talking about from the forty percent of the greenhouse gas emissions in in construction and building operations. I mean. Just building operations is, is 28% of that. Right. And, and we're talking out here about building operations, which is really reducing the, the energy consumption. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is less operational costs as well. Right. So it pays off if you have a short term vision around building and just, okay. Build and sell is more challenging, but if you're building and operating, it will pay off for example, at least in kind of when we talk about buildings, right? I, I think it's. It's, it's a no-brainer. And we're seeing that. I mean, even a lot of industries, not just our industry, steel industry, they say there's no other way. I mean, to, in order to be sustainable, not just kind of green or climate conscious, it's a sustainable business model. There's no other way. And there's no going back. So, I mean, a lot of companies are doing very, very aggressive targets on how to become net zero, I don't know, like 2050. And and I mean, it's a big challenge. I mean, the other day uh, I, was, I was reading actually the pace has to be three times faster in the next 30 years than in the last 30 years right so so it's an immense challenge and every little bit of an effort is very helpful and that's also what we're trying to do with Semex Ventures is okay is there's a company that we can do a pilot with on one of our Semex plants, for example so it's not just okay let's try to put a pilot in place but also let's try to support them also kind of via uh, investment and that is kind of really accelerating the, the I always say that's a win-win situation where it's Semex that is benefiting it's some ventures because we' it's a big customer and also the startup so so that's the, the best of all scenarios
0: that makes a lot of sense and where are you seeing from a kind of practical you know co- what companies are offering what sorts of things are you seeing in market now that, that are driving towards this this broader point of, of green construction what, what sorts of solutions?
1: So we have been working with a lot of uh, companies and, and obviously we also try to support the ones that we believe also from a financial perspective makes sense. So for example, we invested last year in a company called Carbon Clean mm-hmm. uh, and we have reinvested this year because their kind of traction they're seeing is amazing uh, and other very important players also co-invested with us in, in this round. And they do basically carbon capture. And it's a very interesting concept because it has to be also adaptable to the requirements, right? So today I need to capture, I don't know, 100 tons of CO2, but I need to be able to make it more modular so that I can, okay, next year, probably it's 200, but I don't know how can I grow that without saying, okay, no, this is already old, right? So they have a very interesting technology to be able to do that and, and adapt to the to what the customer needs. And, and just capture that, that CO2. And then obviously, there's other things that are, once you capture it, okay, how do you, do you, do you utilize it, right? So there's another company that we're working with that's called Carbon Upcycling, which is exactly, okay, using that, that, that CO2 to convert it into products that have a value in the market, right? And, and we're seeing that not just with, in this case, it's actually producing additives for the cement. But in other cases, actually, we're seeing that, okay, with CO2 and hydrogen, for example, you can create like a synthetic gas, right, mm-hmm. for, which is, is good for energy. So we're also seeing kind of that there's a trend that CO2 was a burden and it's it's a burden, but there's starting also to emerge some technologies to convert that actually into something valuable. So we're changing actually from having carbon credits to actually selling selling it instead of a cost, it'll be a, a, a kind of a revenue.
0: That's amazing. You know, it speaks to, again, the value of a venture capital approach where there's resources put behind somewhat speculative ways of, of solving something that, you know, five years ago, most people would have probably said, well, the way to make money from carbon capture is by offsets and by selling, you know, selling the ability for a company that, that can't help but to emit to be able to offset that and and what you're saying is that you know because there's resources in the market people will try things and and really think around the problem and and you know again it's just the inventiveness is is really amazing when there's enough time and there's resources to support things which is really exciting yeah
1: it's amazing how technologies can shift something an industry completely right we we're so Kind of all, all, one of our portfolio companies that I'm, I'm very excited about is Soil Connect. Soil Connect is really a platform that is connecting the ones that you kind know, of if you're doing round works all the earth movement that that you're doing, you have excess soil that normally you would pay someone uh, to pick it up, right? In this case, actually, it becomes okay. Someone else is needs that kind of for to fill some 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 holes, right, or kind of just for a landfilling or, or whatever. So they're willing to pay for that. So it's that combination where, okay, that was a cost for me. Now it will be a revenue source. So it's interesting how technology can shift some of these things and not just kind of with software and connecting uh, stakeholders, but also kind of, obviously more kind of hardware solutions, like, like in the case of carbon capture. And these are some examples, but for example, we've invested in a company called Saint Helion, in Switzerland, that was actually the first one to produce a clinker just with solar power. So that's the first one, which is also very interesting because you don't need any any kind of fuels and fossil fuels to, to produce that.
0: That's really exciting. And I mean, you know, you speak about technology, it's also the entrepreneur who's pushing to make this get adopted. And I mean, you know, technology it sets you up to win, but ultimately it's the company that pushes it through and lasts, right? S- super exciting. So. Let's bring this one in for a landing. I'd I'd ask you, where do you see things going?
1: Good question. I mean, obviously I I won't speak more about green construction because that'll be a a great driver for for us. But I think I'm also very excited about supply chain and construction. So for a long time, actually we've been looking at, okay, what's the best way actually to procure materials. Procurement is very inefficient process. So we're seeing a few solutions there. Obviously, we looked at marketplaces, for example, for material, which is, it's a pretty challenging uh, space. It will come, but kind of the uh, timing is the key here, right? So, so we're ch- just, I would say we're still at, as I always say, and you were speaking about entrepreneurs, that's really the key mm-hmm. and kind of the understanding of the, the industry and understanding that this is kind of going step by step. Right? Probably what we're talking about here and kind of technologies, right? And trying to have a humble approach and understand the problems of the customers, spend some time with them also to, to, to solve their most immediate problems, right? And one of them, for example, is really in procurement, how broken it is in terms of the communication of, okay, I need a material, it needs to be approved. It kind of then goes to the procurement department who purchases it and then goes to the supplier. And that's kind of... There's a lot of point of failures there. So if, if just a digital solution that can connect all of that and having more visibility on the materials, that's, that'll be great. And I'm also very excited about what I call the single source of truth of all the materials that are coming to the site, that someone or a platform can give you transparency on, okay, this is all the materials that are coming in and, and, and having the data of all that, not just for the data of, okay, what's, what's the cost of that, which is very interesting, but also then going the next step on in terms of, okay, what's the the source, what's the carbon emissions of all the different components of a site. And with that insight, obviously taking better decisions and more conscious decisions also not just in terms of cost and, and CO2, but also in terms of timing, in terms of supplier, in terms of what's working and what is not working, right? So, so where we work with a, with a company called Voyage Control, which is very interesting because they're exactly capturing all that material that is coming in, but also just to be able to to book for example the crane and being able to to, to move the materials also on, on its side and making sure that when a material arrives everything is ready, right? The gate won't be kind of locked, that there is enough space to unload the material, that the crane will be ready, which is very interesting, especially for very large projects, right? And 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 then we have then we have other very interesting kind of concepts and, and in our portfolio, but that we're seeing as well that are working pretty well, which is obviously all around progress monitoring, detecting the progress of, of a site, not just kind of by videos of, or photographs, but also kind of measuring that automatically comparing to BIM model or so having the ASS built. And there, for example, we have been kind of an early investor instruction site, which is performing really, really well on that on that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, we're really excited about that as well. So I, I mean, a lot of things get us excited, and and I, a lot of things. I mean, this industry is is one of the most important industries in the world. So we we're really excited about. We think there's a blue ocean. There's we still there. There's a lot to do still in the industry, and we'll be trying to support all the entrepreneurs out there that are trying to to improve this industry.
0: Fantastic. Well, Matteo, where should somebody reach out to you if they've got a great idea?
1: Right now, we have actually the construction startup competition open, mm-hmm. which is kind of the best way to engage not just with us, but but all the partners that I mentioned before. I think that's a very good platform because we're also, there'll be a pitch day at, at the Procore event, the Groundbreak event in New Orleans. So I, I think that that's a very good opportunity. If you're going to find all the information at our website and at SemexVentures.com. Yeah, uh, you can reach out through LinkedIn. We'll be sure to to get back to, to all the people that want to engage with us.
0: Fantastic. Well, Matteo, thank you for being on the podcast. I've loved hearing more about how you view the world and how you guys are are working to make it a better place.
1: Thanks for the invitation, you and, uh, and and thank you very much for for having this kind of podcast where and giving more light on what is happening on the industry and sharing some insights. of very interesting insights from also other other people and good good friends from the industry.
0: Fantastic.